sweat the technique. Now back to the Killer Bees. On ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. He's Blank, I'm Branham. Um, would you give Saquon Barkley this contract? 713-780-3776. Pro Football Focus Projection. Three years, $36.8 million, 12.3 AAV. I guess it's rounding down, and then a twenty point one million guarantee on top of that. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be on top of that; it'd be included. I'd say no. I don't like it. I don't like the three years. I don't like the twelve plus a year. I don't. I got to keep this window open for as long as I possibly can, and I <laughs> can't allow this window to be somewhat shut by the fact that contracts are keeping my hands tied. I need to keep some money in my pocket for a rainy day too. And and I think that it just seems like that that would be extraordinary with the years and the dollar figure. Um. Lance has me out on Saquon Barkley. Lance has me out. He called him today. He called him, what do you say, he's a stutterer. He doesn't really hit the hole. He's not a one-cut guy. He doesn't think that he fits his own blocking scheme. Apparently, he was in the elevator with Nick Casera, and he, I don't think yeah. he told him this about Saquon. Maybe he did. He's, I heard him telling a story about the elevator ride that he had with Casario. So, Lance has talked me out of Saquon Barkley. Like, I'll be completely honest. I, I'm, I am out on Barkley. Now, if they were, you know, first day of free agency, they signed him to, like, a pretty friendly two-year deal. But, okay, I'm back in. Uh, but as of right now, things are fluid with me always. As of right now, I'm, I'm out on Saquon Barkley. The, I'm out. Did I see the Vegas odds change today, and Dallas is now the leader to sign really? Saquon Barkley? That would be wild. Yeah. I either was reading an article or saw, because I, I saw some of the Vegas odds we get sent to us, and, and Dallas was at the front of the list for Saquon Barkley, and one of the things that I was reading, and I'm like, Oh my God! Like that would be a huge. Where's the money coming from with all the contracts? Doesn't that fit got? Jerry Jones though? It does. I mean, that totally fits. That's a Jerry Jones move. Total it, Arlington's been wanting him. Total move. Arlington's been. He's been tweeting all the time. Yes, you can have Pollard. We'll take Saquon. Let him have Saquon. I'm out on Saquon. Lance has talked me into it. I don't want a dancer. We saw that with uh, Damian Pierce. Not really a dancer. He just kind of runs into people. He's a battering ram is what Damian Pierce is. I don't want a dancer. I want a guy who fits the scheme. We saw how important, and, and I'm not comparing Saquon to Damian Pierce. Don't you know? get that twisted. We saw how important a scheme fit is. And if he's not a scheme fit, I'm not playing. I'm not paying top dollar for a guy who is a scheme misfit. Certainly not. Why would you guarantee twenty point one million? Why would you give him thirty six point eight over three years if he doesn't fit your scheme? That makes no sense. No, you got to. I mean, you got to wise up to the fact that if you look at Saquon Barkley, he's more he's more of Pierce than he is Singletary for sure. And you know that Pierce just was a square peg in a round hole in this system. And so you look at it and you say, well, I will turn it around and say, what if Tony Pollard starts falling off, doesn't start getting the looks? Tony Pollard is more of a fit for you than Saquon Barkley maybe because of the fact that he can he can hit the hole quickly, but he also can be elusive. He can catch the football. Tony Pollard, if, if you know he doesn't start getting the kind of offers, Tony Pollard would be a nice one-year deal here or a two-year deal here. Yeah, he's a... Um... I'm out on Saquon. What do you what do you think about this, Brian? Would you do three years, thirty six point eight, twenty guaranteed? I, if you could prorate this, whatever it would be, over like a two year deal, I think I'd be willing to take the risk on the at twelve. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that I don't know what what, what would that pro, what would thirty six and twenty million guaranteed be prorated over two years? I, I, I that's that, that's eighteen point four per tw- year. That's yeah. too high. 
I, I'd be willing to take the chance of two years. Saquon is a special enough talent, and I know we have, and Lance's concerns are valid. I, I'm not saying they aren't about him not being a scheme fit and a dancer behind the line of scrimmage. But what he can provide, and we've talked about this before in the past in the receiving game, is if you're going to pay top of the market value, to me it's got to be somebody who can play all three downs. And Saquon, uh, out of everybody available on the free agent market, to me is the best receiving option uh, among the running backs. Mm, so at excellent. least I'd be willing to gamble if he can provide me that. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think they can find a way to make Saquon work. Maybe a, a slight change in the scheme. Maybe that's a little too optimistic, but regardless, I'd be willing to take the chance over a two-year prorated version of this, but not a three years. I think Eckler's a better receiver than any other back on the market. I, I think Eckler, they're a little different. Eckler looked washed to me last year. Yeah, to be honest, people have that thought. Now, uh, he was still really good. He was still really good in the receiving game of it, like the advanced. Yeah, stuff. no, he is, he is a good receiver. I just Barkley, I think would be better than Yak, though. Yeah, but, yeah. Singletary I, I was, just, Singletary Singletary was more of a, 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 a would Lance call it a dancer? Not Singletary. Yeah, Singletary's not. No, but I'm saying Singletary was he would dance a little bit. He would nah, he would delay. He wasn't he wasn't like just hit the hole as hard as he could. He would sometimes well, delay not, a little I mean, bit. It's, it's hitting, it's really hitting the want. hole though. Like it's kind of like finessing the hole. See, I think Saquon's athletic enough and also the a combination of uh, uh, he's shifty and speedy, but he's also a big back. I think he could adjust. I don't want to pay top dollar for a dude who's a scheme misfit. Uh, I, I do, too, think that he can adjust, but I don't want to pay $36 yeah, the, million the to find out. If he could prorate it over two, I'd be scary. in on that. Uh, 50-30 says Branham, B-R-A-N-O-M. <laughs> Every day you just default to Lance's takes. Stop. I wish I would have defaulted to his quarterback takes last offseason. Uh, 0392 Sergio, uh, he says, Eckler or Barkley, who are you giving that contract to? Uh, if I had to give that contract to somebody, I'm giving it to Barkley because Eckler shouldn't Eckler's make half 29. of that. Eckler yeah. ain't making that much money. No. Not even close. Now, if, would I rather give $5 million to Eckler or 12 to Saquon? I'll go 5 to Eckler, actually. Well, Brian says he's washed. Yeah, I think he can. I think he still has a little bit left. I, I think you. Put I think him he up. could help as a receiver. That's I just wouldn't expect anything between the tackles. I so you got to get another running back. Y- yes, him. definitely. <laughs> yeah, because I think that I think that playing with a team that's this talented, that could that with a guy like Slowick that could really maximize what he brings to the table. I think they could get they could get something out of Eckler. Eight six nine three. It, it would be a platoon for sure. And I, I agree but, with Brian that five, he wouldn't I'm, be. I'm fine with taking the risk of five i just we'll have to see what the market what about, bears out for eckler what about singletary eckler and a fourth round running back and then you're adding yeah, if you're paying, the back. If you're paying singletary and eckler like five million a piece and then you're adding a running back in draft i'm fine with and that and then pierce is your four not that he would help you maybe he can return kicks uh eight six nine three i'm also out on a guy that's more likely to have a season ending injury than he is to stay healthy now season ending injury was what three years ago we looked yeah. this up Plus, yesterday i think that's the second line. year in the league i think that we're i think that we kind of overrate his injury proneness i, I think that he's been pretty healthy the last three years yeah and he's also been stuck with a whole bunch of crap offensive lines in his, his history with the Giants I won't be lazy I'll just look it up I just didn't feel like looking it up because I looked it up yesterday he played 14 games last year like he missed three games like okay that's that's not ideal it but it's angle. not season ending and it's a running back yeah. like running backs are going to miss games uh he played 16 the year before that so he missed one game and then he played 13 and 21 and that was the final year of the 16 yeah, that would be schedule, 13 right? Out of so 16. it's 13 so out of 16. So he hasn't missed more than three games yeah. in any season, and his which first, for running back is fine. You mentioned in his, his first, first two year. years, he played 16 games, full season. Second year, he played 13 games. And then the third year was the one where he well, had the season-ending injury. Yeah. So, like, he's he's been pretty healthy other yeah, than also, that season-ending injury. He had the injury. and he had the ankle sprain, and uh, the high ankle sprain in year two that cost him some games. But other than that, he's been healthy. Yeah, I don't I don't think that – I think he gets a bad rap for being injury-prone, quite I, frankly. Like I said, I think that he's he's been – 
forced to deal with not great quarterback play and a really mm-hmm. horse bleep offensive line. He's not Lance McCullers. Eight two four zero. How would you feel about drafting Blake Corum? <sighs> eh. Depends on what round. Yeah, I, for sure. I, we were talking about it the other day. If he slides to the third round, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's lower than that. Like I would, if you drafted him in the third round, I'd be disappointed. If you drafted him in the fourth, you think he's going to go to the fourth round. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not I, reading great things. On I him. don't know. Watching Michigan games, didn't it feel like it was a, he was a product of the offensive line. I thought he was pretty good in the semifinal. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, he was I really bad at running moments. back. That I also just, was yeah. run, running. He's up small. Did he have a major injury last year too? Like yeah, he, he got hurt. He he tore, injury. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a major injury. So that's there. Um, I'm interested to see what he tests at. I don't know if he's like what he's going to do in the combine or his or pro, pro day or day, things yeah. like that. But he's kind of small. I don't think he's going to test all that well in terms of like athleticism. I'm not that high on quorum. The, the the kid that I really like that I've you know I've been swung on it by Daniel Jeremiah is the running back from Tennessee. I forget his name. I drafted him in the third round today. My mock draft. Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright. Like, he is electric. He is electric. I don't think that he's had the collegiate, like, resume that his skill set has. I think he could be a diamond in the rough third rounder. comes in and just, like, he's instantly your most athletic running back, which I like running backs who are athletic. That's something that intrigues me. I like athletes that play athletic positions. So you get Eckler, you get Singletary, and you get your guy. I, I much rather have Eckler, Jalen Wright, Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce than Saquon Barkley. Like if I get those, like if that's my trade off, like well, Jalen Wright, Austin Eckler, Devin Singletary, well, or Saquon Barkley, give me, give me the, give me the trio. Especially if you're getting Singletary and Eckler for less than you would get. I was just going to say right? that's, that's yeah, what we just, just Saquon led the show with with Casario. You're getting two running backs for the price of one, and probably saving two million dollars in the process that would probably pay the contract of the, the the kid from Tennessee. You know the the like the truth that no one really wants to hear when it comes to these running backs. The offensive line is what's going to improve this running game yeah. more and than anything else. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about Blake Corum. It's just like I, I watch Michigan games, and it's like, okay, gaping hole, gaping hole. You know, it, it's, it's not that he can't do anything with it. If obviously the, the Texans' offense, offensive line improves, he could do it here possibly. <laughs> I just didn't see anything special from him the way you do uh, running backs that are you know, obviously go much earlier in the draft. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. It's the Baltimore theory, right? Look at how many multiple options you've had at running back for Baltimore over the last two years. Dobbins is always hurt. They're always getting guys hurt midseason. They're getting guys hurt. The replacement gets hurt. Bottom line is they still run the football very well. If yeah. your offensive line, it's just like defense in college basketball. It travels, it plays well, and you can pretty much put anybody behind the line of scrimmage, and you're going to get yards if your line is good. Oh, so I completely disagree on Saquon. He's much more of an elusive, agile receiving back than a power back. Dude dances because Giants O-line is awful. They don't have anyone as good as Tunsil or Shaq. Saquon is, is a scheme fit, uh, but I'm with you on not paying him that much. So there's the... Uh, and it's three years. There's the... Yeah, uh, the problem is that question is kind of... Di- almost impossible to answer you can't you can't look up film to see if if that's true or not i guess yeah. you'd have to trust amico and uh casario's you know evaluation of it if if that was what the the listeners said but you're not going to find that on film and the way that casario described free agency where they wanted to be like this deep consistent team i don't think you're paying top dollar for a running back to be a deep consistent team i think you're looking at running back in the draft i think you're looking to bring in singletary back and then maybe a veteran on a one-year deal the best veteran you can find on a one-year deal for like under five six million dollars like cap casualty or something like that like i'm yeah, watching i'm watching camara like if camara comes free <laughs> awesome give me camara and in fact like jalen wright not calling jalen wright camara and yes they had the tennessee connection like best case scenario for jalen wright best case scenario 
It's Alvin Kamara because he has like that type of like skill. He's that that type of speed. Kamara, yeah, um, like five six million. Yeah, I was gonna say if you could keep it in that ballpark of Eckler, like Eckler and and Singletary, in and around five, then I'm cool with it. If he's trying to to get another big payday, it ain't gonna be here. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The Texans blueprint that they had this past season for helping a young quarterback. If I'm another team around the NFL, I am copying what the Texans did. It was a thing of beauty. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Now back to the Killer Bees. What's he saying about bees? On ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I don't know. He said he was, like, protecting the hive. Broadcasting live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's your resident beekeepers, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Sadly, Jason Statham was unavailable. I'm a beekeeper. Whenever I look in the mirror, I see Jason Statham. You got a poster behind you <laughs> in the bathroom? That movie cannot be good. Get a shower curtain. It's, it's, good. it's, it's good. good. I liked it. I it's enjoyed called it. Beekeeper. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I w- well, I will say I went in with very low expectations, and they were surpassed. Now I'm going to watch it, not because I have any interest in watching like- it, but I want to see where you, where I can respect your movie takes. Do you like John Wick movies? If you like John Wick movies, I don't like think this. I've seen a John Wick movie. I haven't either. Okay, well then I can't say if you like it. But um, if you like John Wick movies, you'll like this. Okay. If John Wick was a beekeeper, it'd be the movie The Beekeeper. I used to be, um, I used to be kind of a movie snob where I would watch every movie that was nominated for best film, and then Greg it, Frank. and then I turned fifteen. And I stopped. No, I'm just kidding. I, I I tried to do it for a while. And I was like, I can't. I yeah, can't I keep could up. Never do I, that. This is just. Yeah. I'm too busy. I can't. I can't keep so up. So that was uh, the quarterback from the replacements, right? That was John Wick. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that was Keanu. I, I, yeah. So I, you got Keanu. You got uh, Liam in all the Taken movies, right? I don't know. I don't know. The yeah, movie I think the so. Replacements right? well enough. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah, and then and then you've got uh, Jason. St- who's the Who's the best at it? Uh, I I like Jason Statham, but. I would say Jason Statham's probably the better actor. It's purely actor. I, like Liam, I think Liam. He's good, but he's always the same guy. He's always the same role. But he plays role. it to a T, and I'm yeah, just saying, plays, of that role, who's the best at yeah, it? I think he really to, pulls it if off. If you're going yeah. to see an action movie, it's Jason Statham. I think I, Statham's I, a better actor. I would say Liam Neeson's sure probably the best I'm sure you've seen all the Fast and the Furious actor, and but, think there's great acting there. No, I'm not a big Fast and Furious guy. No, I'm not either. No, but I would Vin say Diesel that... Vin uh, Diesel should be awarded plenty of movie awards he and the rock have beef yes they, they do they don't like each other because from, that, from those movies yeah, from yeah. i know i know about the uh the beef i don't think i watched the movie though uh 713-780 espn um the texans i think had the perfect blueprint if i'm another nfl team i am i'm copying what the houston texans did when it comes to developing a young quarterback and how they treated it from even before they had him like even before they had cj stroud you brought in case keenum even Davis Mills, who was never really competing for the job, like was a quarterback that's top 40 in the world that like is at least going to push him a little bit. They brought in Gerard Johnson, and of course, like Bobby Sloick, et cetera, et cetera. Here was D'Amico Ryans yesterday at the NFL Combine talking about how the organization helps C.J. Stroud's growth. When we talk about his growth, I think it starts with the coaches that you surround him with. So we surrounded him with some young coaches, young, talented coaches, and uh, Bobby Sloick, Gerard Johnson, also veteran coaches, and Bill Lazor and Shane Day, uh, who's no longer with us. But we just surrounded him with the right guys in the coaching position, but also in his room, right, having Case Keenum there, a veteran quarterback who's done it at a high level for a long time. So 
making sure that we have that balance around CJ. So if there's any questions, any things that he may ask or things that he can lean on guys who've been there, done that, seen that before, right, there was not a guy around him that he couldn't ask, he couldn't rely on, who can give him the answers and can share with them his their experiences of how they've seen other quarterbacks right succeed in this league. There you it, go. It is completely – it's well done. And even if you brought in Case just to be big brother, he paid dividends in another way late in the season, which whether you were expecting that or not, he was better than Davis Mills. It's why I brought it up when we were talking about it. And and DJ even – DJ Bienemy was like, no, there's no way that Case is going to play. I was like, eh, I don't know. Because of the fact that he still had something left in the tank too as a player, which – as a young quarterback, you respect even more because you see that as well as getting the advice from a guy that's been there, done that. They did play it to a T as good as anybody can play. Like, if you're Carolina, you should be copying that this year. I think that's part of the reason that they, like, built the coaching staff the way that they did. They try to find a head coach that, okay, we're going to bring the most out of the young quarterback that we've invested so much in. That's why I thought Slowick could have been in play there. Uh, but all of them, like all the steps that you needed, and all of this was like beforehand. It's kind of why we thought the Texans were going to go quarterback. Were we there? Did we think the Texans were going quarterback? With if we didn't, two, if we didn't, we should have known but it. We were saying that the, the second pick might be twelve, right? Like, but you know, you look at what Car- to your point on, on Carolina too. It's why they brought Canales in now too, because supposedly Reich was the guy that was supposed to be perfect for a young quarterback, and he obviously could prove to be the exact opposite. But Canales took a Baker Mayfield that was basically on the scrap heap, hanging around to see if a team would give him a chance, and he's a smaller quarterback. And now you've got a smaller quarterback in Bryce Young that needs a guy that has recently done something that I can get on board with. He's got everything he needs now, in a, at least from a coaching perspective. Nothing... Um... I think this is the blueprint. I think it's exactly what you need to do. Um, even from the quarterback room, like a veteran pushing the not, he's, case. Case was never pushing CJ Stroud. Like Davis Mills was there to push him. It was never really a competition. But here is your bar, uh, so to speak. Case was there to be a mentor. Now they didn't know it at the time. Whenever they were gonna like, they didn't know they were gonna draft Stroud. They didn't know that you know by signing Gerard Johnson to be your quarterback coach. Oh yeah, he coached CJ Stroud on seven on seven. Uh, and then Gerard, I think, is brilliant. And then on top of that, you had the veterans that he talked about. You know, you think highly of enough of Bobby Slowick to hire him as your offense coordinator, so you trust him to be able to develop a young quarterback as well. Uh, perfect blueprint. Uh, much, much better than what Carolina did, where you're, you're like, Josh McCown was hired by Carolina. Yeah. He should have been your third quarterback, not your quarterback coach. Right, right. Because he, I mean, he's just getting his feet wet as a coach, let alone as a guy that's, you know, that's been through a lot of everything that happened here was kind of a, a joke. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. You want a guy that's been there, done that recently enough, too, that you can feed off of and learn from, like a guy that's the third quarterback in the room. Mm-hmm. This guy says, so you want Cam Newton back in Carolina. How does that translate? I don't, know, I don't understand the reference there, Brian. You're, you're smarter than the killer beast. Do you, does this make any sense make, make to you? The, make, make, say it again. You, you want Cam Newton back in Carolina. Is this like bringing back a veteran to develop a young player? Is that what he means? I, like they should Cam's going to walk into the room and tell everybody in the room he's the best quarterback right, in the room. Like Case, Case came, came back to Houston, uh, but he was can, never the MVP. Case is the polar opposite, too. He's yeah. not going to come in yeah, with Case this. is coming in with no expectations. Yeah, I don't understand the reference there. Uh, Case isn't going to pick fights at, you know, suburban. Seven on seven. Cam's going to win more of those fights, though. No doubt. No doubt. Although Case is scrappy. Case is scrappy. And well, he's shorter he's scra- than 6'3", so he could he, be a he, bucky. Yeah. He, he could be to a the joke, damn it. But, he could, <laughs> but he could bring everybody together. 
by oh, the he end would of the that. fight. I mean, if you spend five, 15 minutes with Case Keenum, your life's better for it. I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. 713-780-ESPN. It's why Stroud is so good. It wasn't because of anything Stroud did. It's because Case Keenan was the third-string quarterback. 713-780-3776. What are the pressing Astro questions? We're in the thick of spring training. Opening day is a little bit over a month away. What are the burning Astro questions that you have? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. Now back to Joel and Jeremy. He's blank on Brandon. What are the pressing Astro questions? Thick of spring training. Opening day around the corner. 713-780-3776. We'll outsource a few of these, but 5010. Uh, for this past season, this is not a pressing Astro question I thought we'd be asking, but it's a good one. Uh, for this past season, who was a bigger contributor to their team? Case to the Texans or Maldonado to the Astros? Hmm. Well... And Keenum won you a game. He won, he won, he, won, he won, won you a game, but he also helped to mold a quarterback that's yeah. going to be here a long, long time. You what know what I bet? What, Ke- would, what would the baseball equivalent be of the one game Case helped the Texans win? Because that, without yeah. that game, you're not in the playoffs. Right. Um, I don't know if Maldi had that this year. Yeah, I don't think he did either. You know who would be great at mound visits? Case Keenum. <laughs> Case Keenum will be excellent <laughs> at mound visits. Go Cougs. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. What are the pressing Astro well, you know questions one that you I have? What's that? Center field. Yeah. Um, the, uh, um, my, center field is a question. I don't think it's a question, actually. It's not a question. I wish it was. I guess that's why, because it's a pressing issue for me. Yeah, it's more a question we have just, and yeah, not I a just, spotter. I just don't believe in Jake, and I'm, I th- I'm afraid we're going to find out what I already already know but we'll see. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Jake somehow goes back to Jake prior to, to all the injuries and everything else. But, boy, center field is something I'm watching every day. See, I don't think that this is that big a deal, quite frankly. Like, what is like what is the exit plan? Every good business has an exit plan if the business isn't going very well. I think the exit plan here is pretty simple. I think the Ashes have several short options. Short term, it is. Yeah, but I, I, isn't everything kind of short term? But, but I'm like, saying short term, but as it relates to the season in totality, because you, I think you mean, you mean early in the season, window? no, less than that. I mean, saying <laughs> <laughs> Brian, no windows. Uh, uh, regardless of the back of the baseball card, which used to be one of our, one oh of those, yeah, I yeah, forgot one about of our that. Bat. I need my baseball cliches. I forgot yeah. all of them. Yeah, instead you of the back of rules. the baseball card, I'm saying short term for this, this first part of this season, you have ways to overcome if Jake craps the bed because you've got Chaz and you've got Dubon. But then, does that mean between the start of the season and the trade deadline, you're now looking to acquire a center fielder because you just don't you want Dubon to still have the flexibility of being your your utility Swiss Army knife? You like Chaz being more of a left fielder than a center fielder, mm-hmm. and then you're forced to do something that I don't want them to be forced to do. Maybe See, the simple answer though is just sliding in Dupont and instead of looking for a center field through the trade market, which could be a lot more yeah. pricey as far as prospects, you look for this. You look for the Swiss Army knife. See, you look for the the next you know the next Dubon type, which might not cost. Well, anybody's much. better than Kessinger. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, Kessinger, Kessinger on my Branham opening day mock roster next Monday. I, I think I'm going to leave Kessinger off. 
actually. I hope, I hope little, you do. And I hope forward they do, too. Tease. Yeah. The, uh, see, I think the Astros have plenty of options if Jake Myers fails. And I, that's one of them. Like, okay, Maurice Dubon, you play center field, and then you trade for a utility guy at the deadline. Like, those those guys aren't – I don't want to say they're dime a dozen, but maybe they're like quarter a dozen. Um, the other option that you have that's currently on the roster is Chas McCormick. Chas McCormick, you play center field. I would prefer that they trade for a bat that can play left field, which I think those guys are dime a dozen at the trade deadline. Well, there's your left fielder. Chas plays center field. There's your backup plan. Uh, this is an option that I personally don't like. But Jordan Alvarez can be your left fielder. You trade for a bat, like, you know, whoever the case may be, and he's your DH for the second half of the year. I don't love the idea of Yiner becoming your DH and Caratini being your full-time catcher. I don't think Caratini hits enough to be, like, a full-time catcher, although he hits better than Martin Maldonado does. And then you have a couple of candidates in the minors, too. Like, Jacob Melton's your top prospect. If Jacob Melton tears it up in the first three months of the season and Jake Myers is awful, okay, well then there's an option. Uh, Pedro Leon, somebody who I've kind of given up on, but if Pedro Leon has an incredible first three months and Jake Myers is awful in the first three months, well there's another option. So you got two in the minors, you got two in the bigs, and then you have the possibility of making a trade at the deadline. I, I think the Astros have plenty of options I, I was if Jake you, Myers is, is bad. I was with you until you said Pedro, Pedro okay, Leon. Then, then, then yeah, one guy. Pedro the Leon's kind of like the Forrest Whitley of, of offensive Fair enough. prospects. Then, then cross him off the list. That you still have, but I'm with you have you one minor else, leaguer, and you have two Leon, big just, leaguers, and yeah. you have the trade market. I, I don't just, think it's that big a deal. Yeah, my big thing is I just don't want him to – maybe there's other pressing needs or another pressing need that you find that you truly – do have to, I don't want them to have to make a trade they don't have to make simply because Jake crapped the bed. I don't think it's that hard to find a quality I mean, how much did bat the in left pay field. For Randall last year, did I, did I screw up the pronunciation? Grucek, Grucek. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. still have Sheed. Don't worry about it. The um, yeah, I don't think it's that much. Like he was, you had guys that <laughs> could have helped sh- that were on waivers. Remember when the Angels waived all these guys? Yeah. Right. Like, right. So I don't think it's that hard to find a, a capable bat that you can plug and play in left field and then move Chaz to center. And then you're finally getting your answer on Jake Myers, too. It's not optimal, but there is some benefit to it. Yeah. Because, okay, three months of Jake Myers. Like maybe Jake Myers is going to surprise us all, and he's going to revert to who he was as a rookie. And now you do have your long-term well, sure center so. fielder. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it's, it's likely or plausible. But I think it's worth the shot. I think it's worth looking at for three months. And I do think that the backup plans in case he fails are pretty good. Uh, Dubon, fine. Uh, Chaz, fine. Trade for a left fielder, fine. Um, I don't want Jordan in left field, but I think that they probably look at that as a backup plan, too. I'm not a big fan of that one, personally. Games, uh, well, Yiner Diaz's, D- uh, Yiner Diaz's defense evolve. Yeah. I, I think We already know he can throw. And and based on the, the the changes that baseball made in the last year or two with the bases and the ability to and, and how many times you can go to first base, throwing guys out and, and being a, a defensive catcher that throws guys out is a lot more challenging. But I think that defensively, I think that he will continue to get better as he gets more comfortable and settles into this pitching staff. Because like I said, there's a ton of stress on him because there's a ton on his shoulders. Offensively, he's not supposed to skip a beat, and he's supposed to be who he was in the regular season a year ago, only better. And then defensively, to pick up and do the things that everybody's expecting him to do because Maldonado did it is a lot to kind of stomach, especially when you've got veterans that are headstrong, especially with, like, Justin Verlander. But I definitely think that his defense will evolve throughout the season, and he'll get better and better. Yeah, I think by reps you're gonna get in, you're gonna improve the areas where he struggles. He's got a cannon for an arm; like he's gonna be just fine with his arm. Um, I am curious to see him receive if he's starting 140 games. Let's see how he handles the pitching staff for 140 games long term. I hope that he hits enough 
to where he's your future first baseman after Jose Abreu's gone, just to save his legs and to make sure, sure his bat's in the lineup every day. But I do think that they're going to use him in DH a lot, too. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons they didn't add a bat, because they want to make sure that Yiner's in the lineup every day. Catcher's not going to be in the lineup the ever, every day. And they also spent above average for a ca- for a backup catcher, yeah, which I did. think is a pretty big indicator that, okay, well, Caratini's going to catch a decent amount of games, Yiner's going to DH a decent amount of games, and Jordan's going to play left field for 49 games. Not 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the H. RMP listener line. Is Jim Rice Keith. still available? I mean, is Jim Rice alive? I need to know this right Keith, now. Keith, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up, Keith? <laughs> Keith. Hey guys, it's Keith. Uh, no love kidding. the show. Thanks for not. Thanks for not making me the car wreck of the day. I got a left fielder. The Astros should sign. If Kessinger's off the roster, I think the Astros, based on Jeremy's rules of not putting Jordan out there. Why not sign Adam Duvall? He, I know he's going to give you about 20 home runs, 50 to 60 RBIs, consistent bat. He's a free agent. Why not Adam Duvall, Jeremy? What do you think? Jeremy? Well, he knows I my, guess you don't have a... He knows, like, he knows my baseball savvy's up there. Why not kiss I, I, all of my I, ass? I, 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 take, I, take, <laughs> I take a little bit of exception to the part where he said he's a consistent bat. When has Adam Duvall ever hit for a decent average? I, uh, it's the Jordan rules, not the, the Jeremy rules, by the way. I, I don't mind this. I think it's one of Keith's he's better ones. He's still out there, right, Duvall? Yeah, he's a free agent. I saw agent. him the other day that he's they He's got said, good power. He's, he's going to hit 202. No, he's not going to have much of an average. You're right. But he's going to play pretty good outfield. He actually played center field a decent amount like in the last couple of years, too, when he wasn't hurt, which he's been hurt hurt a little bit I like this option uh I would be fine if they signed Adam Duvall like it makes your bench better and you can still run out Jake Myers every day five I don't think Duvall would make a whole lot uh probably around there maybe five seven million um now that's that's quite a bit when you're already in the the luxury tax the one now this is a good name this is better than Jim Rice or (laughs) Lance Berkman get him out of retirement uh like Keith likes those old heads uh, Duvall's, Duvall would be a good option. I would like Duvall. Duvall is a name that I mentioned earlier in the offseason. The one thing that is a negative for Duvall is you're already right-handed heavy. With like, my, like, Where do you want to platoon? Like, You would like to get Jake Myers off the field. Adam Duvall is a right-handed hitter that hits lefties well. Jake Myers hits lefties better than righties. Ideally, you'd want it to be a left-handed bat as opposed to a right-handed bat. Uh, but if the Astros signed Adam Duvall in the next fifteen minutes, I would be in favor I'd be fine of that. With it. Yeah, I'd be, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dislike that at all. That's one of that's one I was of thinking, Keith's better work, actually. I was thinking lefty bat. I would prefer lefty. Yeah. Uh, can Jeremy Pena bounce back? I take exception to this question. Uh, I think that he showed. What's I he think bounce, what's he, he bouncing back from? He had a decent season. His second season was very similar to his first season. Bouncing back now, from zero home runs since he the did summer. The, okay. He improved in areas last year. He regressed in the power game. He regressed in homers last year versus his rookie year, but he improved his walk rate. He improved his strikeout rate. To me, it's not a bounce back. To me, it's combining the two things that you did good in each of the years. If you can combine the power of his rookie year with better plate discipline of his sophomore year, and then you throw in the defense that Jeremy Pena gives you, you have a top seven shortstop in the American League. That would be top half because there's 15 teams in the American League. Um, I was going to say top ten. I was like, that's not good. That's not a compliment. I'll go top seven if he can combine that with his defense. And that's fine, if hitting in the bottom of the yeah. lineup. Uh, look, I, again, I think that because of the, expect, the false set of expectations, because of what Pena did the year that he won the World Series MVP and the ALCS MVP, that everybody came out of this, and we talked about it. I, I came out of the gates right away getting ready for the, the next season going. If you're expecting that to continue and that to be, then you are already setting Jeremy Pena up to fail. 
But if you just look at, like you did even as recently as I think last week, he didn't have a bad offensive season from year one to year two. It just wasn't what the, like the, the, the a lot of people were expecting, which was like this guy's going to carry the team and be the guy that he was the playoffs the year before. Yeah, he's just uh, kind of two different offensive players, but I, I don't think that he regressed offensively. The power regressed, but there were some other things that he's still that a shortstop too. You don't have yep. to have the, with this lineup. You don't have to have the big booming offensive shortstop. And I no, think a really good defensive shortstop. You got to hit more than I don't, ten. I don't, my no, biggest I don't thing is just, hit more than ten. Just clean up his his ability and make sure his ability to hit off speed pitches is better. And, and take a ball the other way, he's fine. It depends on what everything else is. Like, if yeah, you're hitting 240 with a 280 on base, you can't hit 10. Yeah, I mean, you, you better you, hit 25. You guys seem to be more fine with his season last year than I was. I, I guess the— Well, the, to me, it was more about signs. You're, you're one of those part-timers that just watched the no, playoffs. No, he, was, he wasn't a good offensive player. Like, I'm not fine with the second year. Right. I'm just saying I saw signs that he, like, like produced last year that I think he can evolve into a better Possibly. offensive player. I, I guess the really the question, to answer this question, I think it really revolves around does he fix the swing because it felt like his swing was being changed and tinkered with every couple of weeks last year. And oh. We already saw a little bit of a change coming into the, with the early videos in spring training. So if he's fixed it and he's found his strength, his swing again, then I think he can be yeah. a fairly good offensive player. He's quieted player. down his, his right. pre, pre-swing you know, set up, but yeah, well, it remains to be seen if that's going to be an effective tool that helps him. Fifty ten says uh, Keith asked Branham because Branham sounds like Carl Ravage. I, I just wanted to see how you're going to respond to that because there's not many things that I think ever get to you. But I that don't one, like that Carl one Ravage. Might. I know you don't. That's why that and one the, might. The main reason I do well, there's multiple reasons. The main reasons because his disdain for the Astros and the shade he throws at the Astros. The second reason is because he pluralizes. Pluralizes. I can't say that word. He says multiple RBIs, RBI. He has five RBI on the year. That's not how you say it. MLA, AP, do a little homework. You're supposed to be a journalist, and you're spitting in the race, uh, spitting in the face of journalistic rules. Bad take. Seven one three seven eight zero. You're not going to look me in the face when you say that. Um, yeah, you don't do it either. <laughs> there was somebody else I heard that didn't do it the other day. Oh, and by the way, Keith's trying to call uh, back uh, yeah, in. Keith, Keith we're, not, we're not taking the phone yeah. call. <laughs> Much like the Jeremy rules or the Jordan rules, it? the Killer Bees rules is you only get one call a day. Somebody else said it the other day, too. Bye, somebody, Keith. somebody else probably said like 35. Man. No, it's probably an idiot who doesn't know anything <laughs> about grammar. I don't know anything about grammar, and I still know better than that. It was, um, I don't remember who it was. It wasn't Shulman. I can't remember. I can't remember who said it. 713-780. It'll come to me later. 713-780-3776. What are we nominating for today's car wreck of the day? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You all right? My leg's broken. The ball's oh, coming see. through. Let me see. you prick. Where's my money? This is the car wreck of the day. He's blank on Branham. Uh, car wreck of the day. Sorry, I was looking up basketball coaches Wikipedia. All right, let's get to our car wreck of the day. What are you nominating for the car wreck of the day? 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line. 713-780-3776. What are you nominating, Blankers? I am nominating the abomination on the road that is the Houston Rockets. Because watching them yet again, the brand of basketball is awful. On the road, the record is awful on the road, and then trying to explain it is ridiculous. <laughs> so, without question, the Rockets on the road is the car wreck, one of the car wrecks of the day. It should be the car wreck of the day. 
Yeah, five wins tied with Detroit. That's a that's a good one. I'm going to nominate us because this is a different Keith that's on the line. He just texted it and said, I know the one call rules. This is a different Keith. So I nominate us for that. I nominate the texters for saying they're arguing with me that RBI is not plural. Runs batted in equals RBI. Go Jeremy look up and MOA. I had this There's no what, argument. It's, a, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Eight years. Go Google MLA oh, format. Go Google AP format. Which, as journalists, I'm not a journalist. Don't insult me. I'm a creator, influencer, <laughs> and a sports entertainer. Are you a member of the media? Uh, no, absolutely not. AP um, format. Which, as journalists, I'm not. What was Whoa, that? There's a car wreck of the day right there. Absolutely. Car wreck of the day. Brian um, McDonald. Yeah, but just, like, if you if you don't even want to do the legwork because I feel so strongly about how right I am about this, just DM me and I will send you the information. 4187, you're nominated for car wreck of the day. A car wreck of the day, <laughs> the prospect of any Bucky over 6'3", says Josh from Seabrook. Okay, have you found a Bucky who's over 6'3"? Because Blankers tried, he couldn't. Ryan tried, he I, couldn't. I was Googling away. There, I have never seen, and they tried. They tried to prove me wrong, so I don't think it's a car wreck of the day. I think I'm right. Car wreck of the day is Jordy for spelling Cougs wrong. Spud gets nominated. Proper, yeah. Proper way to say it would be R-S-B-I, but that would be just stupid. Whenever you have an acronym and it becomes plural, you just add the S at the end. It's a rule. It's a rule. But is the runs plural if it's runs, not runs? No, because it's an acronym now. 4187, Jeremy not being able to say polarizing. I wasn't saying polarizing. I was saying pluralizing. Now you're getting like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're lashing out. Yeah, I get not. I'm, I'm Nick Casario for not for treating us stupidly enough to think that we don't know about window. That was uh, that was one that I was going to get to after the uh, the textures. I like to give leeway to the textures because textures, we, we live off of them. Uh, I nominate Lance for getting syrup all over him this morning. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Uh, this he guy... does have a tendency to eat during segments, though. Lance does. Because you can hear it. Oh, does he? he? Yeah, he smacks a little bit, and then he gets it kind of... That's problematic. 3338 yeah. RBI stands for run batted in, not runs. So if I have two, I have two RBIs. There you go. Well, well said, it could be three, run three, batted three. in or runs batted well, in, here we depending go to on the situation. It's a fact. It's, it's, it's a rule. Now, Brian's Marty McFly. We're getting back in the time machine. Yeah, so Nick Casario definitely for not knowing what windows are, even though I found proof on three different occasions when Nick Casario said we operate in two-year windows. He said it in the past. So somehow between 2022, 2023, until now, Nick Casario forgot what windows it's, are. It's he acted like commercial. a jerk to this media guy when he is flat out said we operate in two-year windows. It's that Super Bowl commercial where they said in order to gain something, you have to forget about something in your life. That the Super Bowl commercial where Usher forgot that he did the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. Nick forgot that. I don't think he forgot. I think he's being a jerk. Oh, I think that's true. He's being a, and, I, and he usually doesn't do that. Hey, take I don't it easy understand. on Nick, man. He's been really good to us lately. Alex sent me this. Uh, the UIL SEC, which, okay, it, it means more, has suspended former North Shore offensive coordinator Andrew Cameron for all UIL activities for three years. Uh, North Shore received no penalties. Willie Gaston, the head coach, found to have no UIL violations, uh, but will serve a two-game district. I saw this on the news suspension. last night. They were recruiting. Yeah, they were breaking. Re- they were breaking recruiting rules in high school football. I didn't know that the high school football had recruiting rules. I, I guess I did. Well, when you're North Shore, I didn't know that they had rules. I, I know that they were dirty recruiting yeah. all over. Not just. I'm not saying North right, Shore. Right, right, right. Don't sue me, North Shore. The school districts make more money than I do. I'm not saying anybody like did What's this. Their biggest competition right outside Dallas. Um. There's uh, Allen? No, no, no. They played him in the state title game a couple Duncanville? years ago. Duncanville? Duncanville. Yeah, Duncanville. Yeah, I know this goes on, but I didn't actually know that there were rules for this. I had no idea. So that gets nominated. Uh, I want to nominate the Athletic for not having a Texans beat guy. Still? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you could Jermaine Every, like, Sarge could do it. Cole Thompson, Stutzy could do it. Like, there's so many guys in this market that could do it. Brayton. And then the fire alarm at Assembly Hall. You see that? No. Somebody pulled the fire alarm at Assembly Hall in the second half of the Wisconsin game. How did you not see this? Uh, Indiana-Wisconsin yesterday. That was last night, the Indiana game? Yeah. I saw the scores. I couldn't find the game live. Oh, is that what it was? So yeah, maybe it was, it was, on, the it was on the Big Ten network. It oh, wasn't. Really? I was putting on all the sports channels. I couldn't find it. Somebody pulled the uh, the fire alarm and they had to evacuate. Did Assembly they Hall. storm? Did they out? win? <laughs> I don't know. I sure hope they win. I don't pay attention to Big Ten basketball. What about Brian? What about your guy from Texas? Doesn't he get car wreck of the day for the cross body block he threw on that ball, Cunningham, the Brock star? Yeah, it's it's not great. I, I'm not going to defend it. It, it. It's a worthy nomination. Uh, throwing stuff from all over the arena wasn't a great look either. No, no, no. I like drama. It's, it's been a year of not great looks for Texas. It was, uh, that was, it was a little dirty. Yeah, it, it's been a year it of was, not great looks. Dirty. Yeah, but Texas Tech was camping out for two days for that game. So, I, sorry, I had to uh, make sure our next show was ready to go. Have we nominated Mel Kuyper's mock draft? No. Good, good call. One. Okay, good one. Good. We, we make have sure not that gets nominated Mel Kuyper's mock, which Mel Kuyper's mock. Now, to be fair to Mel... It was really bad for our purposes. And then who he had the Texans selecting. Like, maybe we'll pick 1 through twenty one through 122 is fine. But pick 23, 24, 25, 26 was not Yeah, bad. he mailed it in when it got to our portion of the draft. Definitely mailed it in. understand what the team's needs are or who they have on their roster, at least. Yeah, he's a, well, he's a mock guy. He's not an NFL analyst. You know what I mean? Uh, what are we, What's winning? What's winning? He wears shirts and ties. He's not necessarily a mock guy. Rockets on the road? Yeah, Rockets on the road is terrible. I think that's the winner. All right. Spell Googs with two O's, though. That was just fun. That was just fun. Have a little fun with Jordan. Congratulations, Rockets. They won, and they're not at home. Sixth time all year. Does it for us. Thanks to Brian for doing all the hard work. He is blank. I am Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Texas A&M, South Carolina coming up at 7. Big game for A&M, number 18, South Carolina. But Soccer Matters with Glenn Davis up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.